Hello and welcome to your guide to the good stuff. I'm your host, Jim Graber. Life is too short not to enjoy every moment of it, so we're going to share with you the tips, tricks, tools, and strategies to help make your day-to-day life easier and more enjoyable. Plus, we're going to help you create those special moments, the ones that lead to lifetime memories, all without breaking the bank, because you deserve it. Hello and welcome to this week's episode, Staying Connected, the Oculus. Creating special moments in your life always involves other people. It can become challenging when you don't live near the people you want to stay connected with, however. My oldest daughter lives 30 minutes away, the boys are an hour away, and the second oldest daughter lives two states away. My best friend lives in Florida, which is a little over a three and a half hour plane ride away. The challenge is how to stay connected and do it in a more meaningful way than just a phone call, text, or email. When we all get together in person, we like to play games from cards, board games, trivia, and Jackbox TV games in the theater. One of us is always finding some new game to play the next time we're all together. But I really wanted to find a way we could play more often together, even if we were not in the same house. My two sons and I play an Xbox game called Sea of Thieves. It's really fun, and we interact in the game over the internet, either on a computer screen or a TV screen. Now, with my old eyes, I use the screen in the theater room, which amps up the experience of rough seas. But you're still playing with a controller, which takes time to get used to, and I'm much slower than my sons and certainly most other players we encounter in the game. But while you're all seeing the same screen and each other's characters, as well as talking over a headset, you still feel that you're in your own home environment. Now don't get me wrong, I love the game and we're going to continue to play. But my oldest son discovered an even more immersive gaming experience. He came to the house with a new 3D gaming device to show us, the MetaQuest Oculus. Now I was skeptical of how cool it would be, and the only thing we really did when he first got it was look around his home lobby. It's a really neat open balcony from an adobe wall house overlooking a river valley with soaring cliffs, a beautiful sunset, and hot air balloons flying over in the sky. It was a neat space to explore, And the view was on an animated movie level. I seem to recall he played a boxing game at the time, and then we pretty much forgot about it. Then he brought it with him last Christmas, and his soon-to-be wife had one as well, and they had several more games. A favorite game of my wife's and the grandkids is Beat Saber, similar to the arcade game where you slice on incoming shapes in the direction of the arrows on them to score points. It's set to music, and the speakers in the headset are really great, and the best part is you hold a controller in each hand, swinging your arm like you would hold a sword. I was always partial to the Wii because the controller was handheld and you moved your arms in natural motions. The Oculus works the same way, so there's no learning different triggers and buttons on a controller, which as I've said before, always slows me down on the Xbox. Plus, you can link your headset to your phone, and others can see the phone with what you see on the headset. And the phone is capable of casting to a smart TV, so everybody sitting in the room can see what you see through the headset. And Beat Saber's fun, and it's a good cardio workout. Then we played a game called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. For this game, one person wears the headset, 
And when you put it on, you find yourself in this dingy office in a basement somewhere. On the desk in front of you is a suitcase-sized bomb. Everyone else in the room goes to the game webpage to see the bomb defusing manual or, like we did, we printed off several copies of the manual. A person looking at the bomb, there are several modules on the outside of the bomb suitcase from a diamond of colored buttons, a terminal block of several colored wires, Morse code, memory grids. You get the idea. But the person seeing the bomb has to explain to everyone in the room what they're seeing. Then as a group, you have to scroll through the manual to find the correct puzzle and ask more questions to determine the correct solution. And each puzzle has multiple combinations. Some are dependent on if the serial number on the bomb ends in even or odd number. And as I mentioned before, the visuals are like an animated movie level, but not lifelike CG quality yet. One of my first times looking over the bomb, I was asked about the serial number. And you can use the controllers to grab the bomb with your hands and rotate it around. But I'd seen the serial number earlier on the side just opposite of where I was standing. So rather than turn the bomb around, I wanted to save time because this whole event's timed. And if you can't defuse the bomb in time, of course it blows up. So I decided to lean over the desk and look at it. Well, the problem is there's no desk. Your brain thinks there is. And I almost face planted in my living room floor in front of everyone. But... Your mind quickly, like I said, adapts to the environment you're seeing and accepts the object around you as solid. Overall, the game is a blast. The puzzles have so many combinations, and each bomb has different combinations of puzzles. I think it would take forever to get used to all of them. They get harder, and the time varies with each level. It's great when everyone's together and only needs one headset. We still have a stack of those bomb defusal manuals on the end tables in our living room, which I'm sure is suspicious to those not familiar with the game wondering why we're having all these bomb defusal manuals. After that game, we tried something called Walkabout Mini Golf. This game's a blast. One of the first courses I played was on an asteroid on one of the outer rings of Saturn. The view was super cool, and I can remember early on walking to the edge of a platform to look over into space, and I was scooting across the floor, shuffling really, being careful as if I could drop off into space. And just as I got to the edge, the floor in the living room creaked, and I jumped back like it was real. Again, it's movie animated level, just not full CG, but your brain really adapts, so it's super immersive. So based on that weekend, my wife and I immediately ordered one for each of us, plus an extended battery pack headset. I'll put links on the blog on the website as well as send them to you in an email if you're signed up for the emails. And yeah, we can earn a commission if you use the link, but it makes it easy to find the device and there's no extra cost to you. The absolute best part is up to eight people can play at the same time, and it all happens through Wi-Fi, so they can be anywhere. We played with my daughter and son-in-law two states away, along with the son and daughter-in-law an hour away. And most recently, my friend from Florida has joined us to play. We were visiting them in Florida recently before he got his Oculus, and we played miniature golf at a place called Pop Stroke. It's a Tiger Woods course. 
It's similar to Top Golf, except that it's all putting greens. But we were playing the game, and he commented on how steady my hand was in putting. Well, you have to have a steady hand putting in the VR as well as you do in real life. And there's no doubt in my mind that that practice in VR helped my practice in the real world. The headset puts you in a 3D world, so if you're playing with others in Walkabout Mini Golf and someone behind you says something, you hear them talking behind you and you can turn around to see them. So when we get together, we play golf, talk about how to make the shots, talk about how the day was going, all the same stuff you would talk about playing a miniature golf course in real life, except, of course, some of these courses would not be possible to build in real life. But it's been a super fun way to connect and just hang out together. And when you get off the headset, you really feel like you've stepped out of a different world back into your house. Again, you're all there together in the same environment. It's a 360-degree experience. You can look up, down, and all around you to see the world you're in. Again, it's like you've just been dropped into an animated movie. One of our favorite courses is an evil genius lair. It's actually an entire island. There's an elevator you can ride, which is a wild experience when everything in your visual environment is moving, but you can feel that your body's not. There's also a tram to ride, which is crazy, and a wooden speedboat rolling around the island. We found out you can ride that too. For me, they all mess with my sense of balance a little bit, but all the courses are themed and well done, and there's many things to explore on the course besides just playing golf. And then I bought another game that'll really mess with your sense of balance. It's a World War II fighter plane game called Warplanes Battles Over the Pacific. The initial plane for me was a Spitfire. There are a couple other options, I think possibly a P-51, but they're really cool. You have a realistic dash in front of you. You have to grab the control stick with one hand and the throttle with the other. Now, you don't have foot controls like you would in a full-on flight simulator, but it's very realistic. One of the reviews I read before I bought it said it took them a couple months before they stopped getting sick playing. And I thought, I don't get seasick, I don't get airsick, I don't have problems, I'm going to be just fine. But this plane can dive and make sharp turns, and it's really fast. And your visual reference gives your stomach the feel for it. However, again, your body, in my case, was sitting in a chair. I played for 15 minutes the first time before I started to get lightheaded and had to stop. I kind of had that funny feeling in my head for at least an hour. My son-in-law tried it. He's way much better at it than I am, and he only got five minutes before he had to drop the game. And then we found a game called Demio. It's a game like Dungeons & Dragons, and it's played out on a table with a 3D game board. The game board looks like it's in the basement of the kids from Stranger Things. I'm sure it's not an exact copy, but it really has that 80s basement feel. The 3D part is super cool. Your chosen character is 3D, and depending on which character you have, you get a certain spaces to move in a turn. You get two moves in a turn. You can move twice, move an attack, or attack twice, whatever the scenario calls for. And the attacks and magic are done by cards, and you roll up your wrist, pick the card you want to use, and then you roll the dice, just like you would in a D&D game. 
Each game takes about three hours to get through, and you get to defeat the boss or get beaten. But I love the interaction and the strategy that we talk about between each other to try and win the game. You can move your view around the game to see different angles, and you can zoom all the way down to where the player pieces appear to be life-size in front of you. And the detail they put into all the characters and all the monsters is awesome. The only drawback I can see to it is it's limited to four players. But the whole game system has created a way for all of us to stay closer. We have a VR chat group where, on our phones where we plan times to play, working around three different time zones and everyone's schedules. I have little doubt as this platform takes off, the effects are going to get even better. If I could get a chair that moved as my plane did, that would be amazing. However, I have seen treadmills with a harness, and they're synced to the gameplay so you can walk around endlessly. You could actually walk the mini golf course with it. But right now, you're limited to the space you have in your room, and there's a switch that you can throw out a circle and zoom to it immediately. So you can still move around, you're just not doing all the walking. One of the interesting benefits I see with this tech is tied to aging. In the last several years, with the age of parents and friends' parents, I've been through several nursing homes. I find most people sitting in a chair watching TV with a blanket draped over their lap. That's a terrifying prospect to me. I don't watch movie or I don't watch much TV now. I do have a few shows, series, and movies I'd like to watch, but certainly not years worth. But I can imagine me with my friends in a headset or great-grandkids playing virtual games where my mobility is not the limiting factor. It's more about my mind. Still creating memories with my family and friends, and leaving the great-grandkids wondering how in the heck did that old man just beat them at golf. I think it's going to be amazing going into the future. If you have friends and family that live a little ways away from you and you like to play games, this is a fantastic way to stay connected. And I think you're going to be amazed at how cool the effect is being dropped into an animated movie. We're always interested to hear what you think. Please go to our website, yourguidetothegoodstuff.com, and leave us feedback. That's Y-O-U-R, guidetothegoodstuff.com. You can also reach out at our email, yourguidetothegoodstuff at gmail.com. New episodes are released every Monday and can be found wherever you get your podcast. As an added benefit, if you sign up for our email, you will receive a synopsis of what Monday's episode is about on the Sunday before. Plus, you'll get any links we share and behind-the-scenes photos delivered to your email on the Monday after the episode is released. In the meantime... Have a fantastic week, and as my friend would always say, Arrivederci.